Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. So I'm joined in studio now by, by Paul McCarthy. Uh, Paul, we're going to go through the whole thing as as how you came to be a transplant recipient and and all of that and what life was like before and after and getting sick and all of that but start by telling me when did you when did you have your transplant morning and welcome to you uh good morning um i had my transplant um in february last year 2021 right right so you're you're still getting used to it as far yeah it's it's it takes a while to recover but i'm definitely a lot better place than i was beforehand you know so what was your life like before that? Were you on dialysis? Yeah, um, I was diagnosed with um, polycystic kidney disease um, in 2008. Um, that's the type of disease that's hereditary. Um, I didn't know I was going to get it. Um, it's it's sacs full of fluid um, grow on the outside and the inside of the kidneys and as a result, the kidneys are overtaken by these sacs. They grow, they fill more fluid. Your stomach gets bigger and bigger and bigger and the kidneys start to fail. Um, so in 2017, uh, they decided that one of them would need to be taken out because I was literally like a, a lady nine months pregnant. Um, it was very uncomfortable, very hard to walk around. Um, so they took out one kidney in 2017 to leave room for the other one would kind of move over and hopefully give me a bit of relief. Um, and that and these things can't be drained surgically. No, or no, that was no. my first question. Yeah, <laughs> no, there were so many of them, and they're also on the inside of the kidney, so it wow. was just impossible to do anything with them. Um, so we had the surgery in 2017. And that didn't go very well. I was very ill after it. They couldn't stop the bleeding. I was in what's known as, instead of ICU, I was in the next level in ITU, um, which is, I think it means intensive treatment unit. I'm not too sure. I was there for 10 days, very little memory of it. I was so up to my eyeballs with um, morphine and whatever. And... It was then that they had to put me on dialysis to drain the um, toxins from my body. Mm. Um, spent two months in the hospital. I even had a heart attack when I was in there from the stress. But anyway, eventually um, I got out of the hospital, but I was on dialysis from that moment on. 
Right. Um, that was since 2017, actually April 2017. So um, I remained on dialysis then for four, roughly four years. Mm. You, you mentioned the fact being swollen and, mm. and, and bloated because of the nature of the condition, but uh, what's it like? We, we all take our kidneys so much for granted. Yeah. What's it like to live with kidneys that don't work? Well, it's quite difficult because once I was on dialysis and my kidneys are not working, you can't um, pass urine. Nothing comes through the kidneys. Mm. So it has to be drained with dialysis. And I was having a severe problem with dialysis in the fact that my blood, my hemoglobins or my blood, the hemoglobin count was very high. So my bloods were very, let's call it for want of a better word, Gloopy. Yeah. Take blood. I've Take, heard of it yeah. referred to as such. So when I was on dialysis, the um, machine would clog up from time to time. They'd have to stop the machine, reset everything and start again. And sometimes my dialysis went from four hours to five hours or whatever. As a result... Um, How many times a week would you have to do that? Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, uh, four hours each time, which was a long time. Other people would be on less time. Right. Um, I think the longest time would be four and a half hours, but I was on the consistently four hours mm. each time. And had you to go to hospital or had yeah, you a um, at home or what? No, no, there was, there was an option to do it at home, but um, I didn't want to make my part of my home into a mini hospital because yeah. my daughter was 12, 13 at the time and I just I decided to get it over the house and and do it in the hospital. So we let's get a ta- they'd send a taxi in fairness for us and we'd get a taxi, drop us to the hospital and drop us home. Mm. Um, I mean, it was very tough because of four of us in the taxi, after a couple of years, I was the only one left that was still in the taxi. The others had passed on. Um, So I've been in dialysis. I thought you were going to tell me they got their transplant. No, not at all, no. Um, You see, a lot of people don't actually make it to transplant because there isn't enough organs there for them and they get you know dialysis isn't isn't going to keep you alive for the rest of your life yeah it's um it's it's tough it can be very tough um but i got the call um in the middle of covid i wasn't expecting the call and um that was amazing yeah yeah because at that stage you were on dialysis and there was nothing nothing for it but a a transplant there's no medication you can take for it. Yeah. It's just going to do, do what it does, and that's yeah. it. But, and, um, and you know, these are very... Like, how does it feel when you are going... Like, do you feel sick before dialysis? Do you feel... How do you feel? No, uh, because the dialysis is almost within 48 hours. Right. The, the only feeling you will get is you'll feel a little bit more... How would I put it? A little bit more bloated because you haven't passed water for two days. Right. So that fluid is still inside you, and um, or you were. I was restricted to um, drinking only uh, one liter of fluid per day. Right. And I mean that uh, everything has to be considered as fluid. I mean, if oh. I eat an orange, that's fluid. So I must make make sure I count that as as a part of my liter and so on. Cup, so of, cup of tea. That's good yeah, yeah. You, I mean, forget that. Like, um, so it was very restrictive diet wise. Yeah. Potassium was was your enemy. Um, potatoes was your enemy. Um, mushrooms, um, bacon, sausages, Christ. everything. 
Anything in a fry was your enemy. Um, so it was very difficult <laughs> for four years uh, to go through that, you know. And then you get the call. Like, do you carry a beeper or what were you doing? It's just a mobile No, I mean, nowadays you have, everybody's got a mobile phone and, yeah. and you're being instructed to keep that next to you or by you at all times. Mm. Um, but as the years were rolling by, one year to two years to three years, um, and COVID came, um, it wasn't something I was expecting at all. Um, and basically, actually, on, on the, the night I got the call, um, a blocked or a no call ID f- phone call came in, and I said, "I don't answer those bloody calls." <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was downstairs, and she got the same call, and then she didn't answer hers, and then we communicated with each other. Did you just get a call? I did. Did you? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I said, "She said you better answer it if it rings again. That could be Beaumont." And I said, "Don't be silly. It's the middle of COVID." And the call came, and it was the uh, transplant coordinator, and she said, this was my last call to you, because there's another, there's people on the list. Yeah. And I said, Jesus, I didn't know. I mean, anyway, um, she said, you got to be up here, she said, uh, in Beaumont, in what turned out to be three and a half hours, right? Um, now, my wife I, has an automatic care. Mine is not automatic, but it's a bigger care. We had to take her 1.1 liter Nissan Note because she was dropping me. Um, so we, <laughs> the panic stations was unbelievable. My daughter, who was 15 at the time, was the only one with a clear head. Right. Don't take that. Do take this. You know, she was brilliant. But anyway, the long story short, we got I got to Beaumont and my wife was going and daughter were going to stay out and her sisters um, in Kildare. Um, and when she got there, she discovered that she didn't have any suitcase. We discovered it when we got home that the suitcase and all its contents were strewn across our bed at home. Oh, that was the panic that was going on. <laughs> forgot the case. <laughs> she forgot the case. Uh, so you had your surgery. I did. And, and then? And then um, I was there for 11 days. The surgery went well. The, the consultant was pleased. I was even more pleased, but um, I mean, I had 60 staples in me and sutures, so I had to go home with them in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so going home, a friend came up for me in his care and I had to have the seat back <laughs> all the way home because uh, I couldn't sit up straight, you know what I mean? This is going to sound like an awful... Go on, hit it. How soon after your surgery do you get to have a wee... And how does it feel? Well, no, that's a very good question because there was another guy who had a transplant roughly the same day as me and he was peeing almost immediately. Yeah. I didn't pee at all. And I had to go back to Cork and as soon as I got home the next morning, I was back into CUH for dialysis. Yeah. Now, I wasn't expecting that at all. I knew there was a possibility that the first week maybe you would have to just to kick the kick the old the new kidney in, you know, yeah. but um, long story short, again, um, it was six weeks before I came off dialysis. Right. So, this is, sounds pretty gross, but any pee, I'd have to measure it and then report to the dialysis unit, a shout out to the dialysis unit, they were fantastic people, um, mm. to measure how much fluid I was doing per day. And that was told to the... the the nephrologist and uh, 
eventually that became more and more and it was it felt I mean for four years I didn't have to go for a pee in the middle of the night yeah no that was that was good but now or soon after I was going three or four times a night um, mm. because my bladder had shrunk <gasps> like a prune right because <laughs> it's not been used <laughs> so if I drank a, a spoon of fluid I'd have to go to the toilet so they put me on medication to open up the bladder so it took, uh, I mean, it took six weeks before yeah. I was off dialysis, which was Frank, the main yeah, way, yeah. which is the best thing. Do you have to, I mean, how are you now? Do you have to take, under, do you have to take meds to prevent rejection? That's oh, yeah, yeah, we're on, um, Jesus, between, I, was, I just took my meds there before I came in. I'm on um, 10 o'clock in the morning, you take them, and 10 o'clock at night, you take them. You try not to miss those deadlines, and um, I'm on, with other, you know, Blood pressure has to be normal, so on and so forth. I take about 25 tablets a day. Crikey. That's nothing, man. That's nothing, I'm telling you now, because my diet is wide open. I can eat what I want. Yeah. Except shellfish and stuff that might have bacteria in it. Right, right. Um, you can fry. But <laughs> taking those tablets, great. I'll take that any day. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you now? I mean, I know that you, you're self-employed. You you work in the... It's, you, you do headstones, I'm a monumental sculptor. Yeah, yeah. Seventh generation. Yeah. You had to pack up work, I suppose, for oh, a while. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no work. Yeah. <laughs> to get that, I mean, even though there's, it's... It's... You know, I'm, I'm very limited. I can't... I wouldn't lift anything heavy nowadays because I don't want to take any chances. I mean... Right. I have to be careful where I go. I mean, because I'm immune, immune suppressed. Um, oh. I've already had COVID, but I got through that. Fairness, um, of course, because the drugs you're on, you're immune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My immune system, system is, is almost non-existent. You know. Okay. Yeah. So there's things you kind of keep be careful with, but you know that's as I say, it's better than being on dialysis and not absolutely. knowing what the future might hold. You know. Absolutely. Do you ever, Paul, think of your donor? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, some people when they get a kidney or a new kidney, it's it's a very joyful experience. I was, I, I just found it very depressing. I don't know why, and it was only later that I, 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 I realised why I was kind of down. Even the surgeon in Beaumont says, "Ah, Mister Cranky," because, <laughs> because um, someone actually passed away for me to get life, the gift yeah. of life, basically. And that's very emotional. I mean, when you're in that situation, I just found it very emotional. I still do when I think about it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Did you ever... I, I'm not too sure how the system works. Do, do you ever find out who it was? No. Um, well, you, you like can to? write them a letter, right. the family, right? But that has to go through Beaumont Hospital and then they pass it on to the family. And it's up to that family if they want to pass back and make contact. Um so there's a possibility, but I can't find out who that is. It's, it's not something that I would be, you know. Um, it's only been 12 months. I haven't... Yeah, you're still getting used to it. Yeah. I mean, every, I, I do intend to um, write a letter at some point. Okay. But I'm, I mean, the, the anniversary only came up recently, and we went to the church and we wrote or lit candles for that person. Um, I don't know what the name, I don't know the sex, um, but... We just lit candles and, you know, it's, a, it's, it's still emotional. And right, yeah. I wasn't related to that person, but I still have a part of that person in me. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And, so, and, I mean, yeah. the gift of life is the best there, there gift. There are no, I mean, I, I don't even know how you'd begin to, you, you pick up a pen and you go, 
How do I even start? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I've I've tried it a few times, yeah. and I just I can't even get beyond deer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know on on and the Irish Kidney Association, which do a great job. Um, there is templates that you can look at um, for that, but as I say, it's only been twelve months. Yeah, I just want to say one thing before we're finished is that I want to thank my wife Patricia, or better known as Patsy, and my daughter Molly, who have been my rock. I mean, during this whole period, it's not a physical; it's not just a physical trauma that's going on. It's a, you're fighting depression and worry and you're unable to do this and you're not able to do that you're not you can't eat this and it's very if it was very hard on them uh, my daughter kind of didn't have her best father for at least four years and um, I just want to thank them publicly uh, for the, the they're my rocks and I wouldn't be here without them mm. genuinely you know mm. Mm. the dialysis unit and CUH they're just amazing people out there and they just fill your day with happiness. Nothing phases them. They're amazing. Nothing, man. It's they're fabulous people, and no matter how sick you are or how depressed you might be, they were a ray of light and sunshine in your life every day. Like you up there, they were amazing. I don't know if you know him at all, but uh, Andy Dunn, the musician, is uh, is an old pal of mine. Yeah, another name. Yeah. And Andy wrote a song called "Living Proof." Mm. Um, after he himself had a, a kidney transplant, and and it was about how. The song, he's living proof that organ donation is a good thing. In this organ donation awareness week, how important is it that we have the conversation with our loved ones? I said last week, and I've said for years, if I'm not here and you can use it, take it. I'm done with it. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for me to say I'd be the same. But uh, if someone didn't do what they did for me... I might not be here. My wife might not have a husband. My daughter might not have a father. Um, it's vital. It really is. I mean, taking your organs with you when they might be perfectly workable, to me, it's 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 a no-brainer for people. I mean, giving the gift of life, mm. you can't do anything better than that. No. It's just, it's emotional. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. the greatest thing you can give. Yeah. Yeah, and have the conversation because of the way our system works. Yeah, I mean, have the conversation with your family, even if you don't have a donor card. Have the conversation. So if anything does happen to you, unfortunately or tragically wise, you they know what your wishes were. Yeah. But you'll get a donor card in any chemist shop, and yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no. Get it on your driver's license. You can get it on your phone now. Absolutely, you yeah. can get it online as well. Yeah, have the conversation with with everyone around you, Paul. So what's your? I mean, you're a year a year on now since. Your, what's your prognosis? Uh, is the recovery gradual, or is this as good as you get? Do you I think? think this is probably as good as I get, but this is this will do me great. I mean, I'm happy with what I what got. Age have, you you know? hmm? What age you? That's private. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 58, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I don't look as hideous radio. You, you carry as well. In fairness to you, <laughs> well, if you saw me uh, 12 months ago, you wouldn't think that's what I was. You know that's, I mean? that's what I was thinking. People Listen. who have known me with, with disease and with dialysis, and without say it's an amazing transformation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that word first. <laughs> good man, good man. Listen, I wish you continued good health. Thank you and very thank much. Thank you for Appreciate being so straight with us and telling us your story. And you, you are the living proof that it works, like like Andy Dunn's song. Yeah. And you are the living proof that it's important to have that conversation Absolutely. with the doubles. Paul, thank you for coming. Thank in. you very much, PJ. Cheers. Courts ninety six FM. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.